time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Starting to enter the hot days of summer. So it's hot here in Central Texas. So good to have you back with us and listening to another Looking on Lending podcast. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for you, mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. You know, it's interesting. We get more and more realtors listening to our podcast, trying to find out what's going on. What are those mortgage lenders up to? Well, we welcome all of our realtors and builders, and also those considering entering the industry. This is somehow caught on within those in the finance departments of a number of universities. And we're just so grateful. So much fun to go into an office. I was in visiting my daughter at Willowbed Mortgage where she works. And I walked in the office. The, the receptionist said, oh, Mr. Lickin, I love your podcast. I go, really? And then another guy walks out. He says, oh, yeah, I just graduated. And I'm on an intern program. He says, our whole finance class listens to you. So it's like, are you kidding? That's so cool. It's a great way, folks, for those of you hiring new people into the industry to educate them. So be sure and turn them on to the podcast. I can tell you lots of stories about it, but let's get on into things. Again, the Hot Topics segment this week is with Camelia Martin, the head of industry and regulatory affairs, and Amy Moses, who is senior field marketing manager. They're both with SnapDocs. They're going to be talking in the Hot Topic segment about the spectrum of closing eligibility and how to power the perfect mortgage closing. Another thing that's really interesting for me, I think some of you may find interesting about SnapDocs, is they just did another major round of funding and they got a $1.5 billion market cap value already. I mean, this is really interesting what's going on with the valuations of the technology world. It's kind of nuts. But I got to tell you, I did not know anything about SnapDocs. But when I started hearing their story, I'm going, let's get that out of the podcast and let our listeners get exposed to all that's happening in this part of the industry. So focusing a little bit on the e-mortgage, the e-closings, the closing eligibility. So very good stuff. You'll enjoy the interview. It was one we recorded on Friday. I had so much fun doing this interview. And I will share more of that later. Anyway, if you haven't checked out Industry Syndicate, do so. Industry Syndicate. Dot com. Need to make sure I enunciate that. Several people said, Dave, you speak so fast, sometimes it gets biased. So I know, so much to say, so many words, and so little time. Anyway, the Mortgage Bankers Association, we're grateful for their sponsorship, as well as Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution helps make decision parameters easier by streamlining the approval process and keeping your lending team compliant and efficient. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, we're very proud to be a part of both of these co-ops. These two co-ops help lender and vendor members get closer to each other in the sense of getting to know each other in a closer relationship. So glad to be a part of both of them. Check out both of these two co-ops to see which one is right for you or do what we do. We belong to both of them. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, CMLA. They do a great job with independent mortgage bankers as well as Indicom, Alice's old company. Partner and they partner with lenders and servicers and mortgage insurers and title companies to achieve one specific goal to help people grow. 
So anyway, could go on and on about what a great job they do. Also, we have Incelerate. Josh Friend will be coming on with us here shortly. Looking forward to sharing more information about how to engage the consumer more effectively and also going back and dealing with prospects and past customers. So Josh has got a great way of working on all of that. And I encourage you to be looped in on that interview that's coming up. Also, check out Incelerate.com. Also, Knowledge Coop. Very happy to work with Ken Perry and the team there, as well as Mobility Mortgage Market Intelligence, Mobility MMI, also Mobility RE, kind of one of the same company. One focuses on the real estate side, one focuses on the mortgage market intelligence. Very exciting, as well as Modex. Both Mobility RE, VentureLink, as well as Modex, both of these guys have, it's a father-son team. I love stories. Family business stories are so fun. So Ben Turling at Mobility MMI has his dad working with him in the business. And also, so does the Modex family. The Larsons are together in this, the third, as well as Junior. Junior being the, the older guy my age. And uh, so it's fun to see what these family-run businesses can do for you. But by the way, check out both of these companies on our website, Look at our lending and look at our sponsorships. We use both of these technologies when looking at market intelligence, where to go, where to advise our clients to go. If they're looking for recruiting, we encourage you to use both when it comes to recruiting, but also looking at what's going on in the markets that you're in or considering going into. Finally, I want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alice, Alan, and Matt for all of their contributions each and every week to the podcast. Welcome to the Hot Topic segment of the Lickin' on Lending podcast. It is June 14th, and we're so honored to have you here with us. We just finished up the weekly mortgage update. Go back and listen to that. Great information there. I'm so excited about two of my favorite people on the planet that we get to have on the microphone here. I met these two at a Next conference. It's a great conference. Anyone who's looking at getting out to a great conference, it really showcases the powerful women in our industry. And so a real shout out to the Next conference because that's where I met these two. I had my podcast studio set up next to their booth. And as luck would have it, we got to know each other. And there's so many wonderful stories that came out of this. So let me introduce our guest today. We have joining us, Amy Moses, Senior Field Marketing Manager. Also joining us is Camelia Martin. She is the Head of Industry Regulatory Affairs at SnapDocs. We're talking to two of the leaders at SnapDocs. And we've got some great content we want to share with you listeners about what's going on. Camelia, I'm thrilled to have you as a guest today at the podcast. When we met a few years ago, you were at MERS working on some crucial projects related to the MERS e-registry. Then you led the Digital Mortgage Advisory Group at Falcon Capital Advisors. Now let's fast forward to January of this year when you became the head of industry and regulatory affairs at SnapDocs. For our listeners who may not be familiar with SnapDocs, can you share with us what SnapDocs does and explain the value they bring to the industry? And Camelia, if you could follow up with why you decided to join SnapDocs and what your role with the industry and regulatory affairs involves. Absolutely, David. And I'm thrilled to be here. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. If you bear with me a little bit, it'll probably make more sense if I try to answer those questions in reverse. I'll take the scenic route if you don't mind. But as you mentioned, I've been working in mortgage tech for the last 16 years. And admittedly, for some part of that, I had a pretty naive view of what it would take for the industry to make the transition away from 
manual labor-intensive paper processes to fully automated digital closings. It's easy to think this should be that complicated. We're surrounded by automation. E-signatures have been around for decades. But what I quickly learned is that a lender can't make this transition to digital mortgage closings in a silo. We have to do this with a concert or host of whole other market participants that interact with their loans. And like you called out in my consulting work, I also came to quickly appreciate the not so insignificant process reengineering that comes along with all of it. But what really keeps me excited and, and sort of why I still stick around in this industry and, and, and focus on this field of work is I've also had the opportunity to see the massive gains that a lender can recognize when they invest in this change and when they're able to really scale it. As you can probably imagine, after working in e-mortgage all this time, I've seen a lot of mortgage closing tech. And what set SnapDocs apart in my mind was that they recognized the broader challenges of connectivity and interoperability, challenges that I think are at the core of the fragmentation that we see today in mortgage closings. And in my opinion, challenges that are a big part of what's held us back from this digital transition. And then they really worked backwards from there. So our CEO and founder, Aaron King, got his start in the industry actually as a notary. He taught himself how to code. And our first product was a scheduling platform that connected settlement companies and notaries. And that network has since grown to like 50,000 settlement agents, 140,000 notaries. David, you'll have to have him on at some point because I would love to. Story, right? He tells it, he does a much better job at telling it himself. But fast forward to today, the product has expanded to support hundreds of lenders, every type of mortgage closing, powering more than 3 million closings a year and touching nearly 20% of all mortgage transactions. But to actually answer your question, as far as my role, different title, different company, but I'm still doing much of the same type of work at SnapDocs. To try and summarize it, I partner with our lenders across a number of functional teams and really just try to stay close to these types of challenges and opportunities, just trying to make sure that we're constantly trying to find ways to add value to our lenders in the broader industry. And I get to work with Amy Moses. And you get to work with that. And that is the super bonus, that's for sure. That's interesting. Can't wait to get more into that. Amy, it's so good to have you joining us on the podcast as well. You were running Marketing at MERS before you joined SnapDocs, and you used MERS's position as an operator of the MERS e-registry system to educate the industry about e-mortgages and e-notes. Why did you make the transition to SnapDocs? Thanks, David. First of all, I appreciate you having me on here with Camellia. Nowhere else I'd rather be than spending time with the two of you. And yes, you are right. We did a ton of education while I was at MERS for the past three or four years. We've really been blanketing the industry with thought leadership and education about e-notes and e-mortgages because we determined that's what the industry needed in order to move forward. There's a large team of people at each lender that needed to be trained up on the concepts and the technology. And while speaking with these lenders, I'd always heard such amazing feedback about SnapDocs both about their implementation process and how quickly lenders could ramp up and also about their customer service, both during implementation and throughout the entire life cycle of the lender being with them. And that really resonated with me and left an impression. And then Camelia joined SnapDocs about six months ago. And as I started talking with her about the difference she was making there and that the company could make in the industry, I started talking to other people there and realized what an incredibly talented team it is and how obsessed they are with creating results for the lender. 
and bringing innovation to their industry. And I just thought that that's a very passionate place that I want to work and be a part of. So here we are back together um, again. Really want to give a shout out to MERS for the education. You headed a lot of that up and organizing that, Amy, but they are to be credited with so much education that they brought to the industry as a real public service. Camelia, you explained a bit about SnapDocs, but what I understand is you're different than other e-closing providers. You don't have an LOS, you don't have a POS, and you don't provide docs, which is confusing as when I first heard your name, it's got docs in the name SnapDocs. So explain to me how working with a company focuses exclusively on providing an e-closing solution and how that can be valuable to lenders. Yeah, it's a great question. And to go back to something Amy just said, so to close a single mortgage loan, if you really think about it, there's more than a dozen participants that have to coordinate to make that happen. You've got loan officers, settlement agents, notaries, borrowers, title insurers. You get the point, the list goes on. And closing is the point where most of this coordination needs to converge. And it's also the part where collaboration and visibility into the process tends to break down. So at SnapDocs, recognizing that all of these constituents have a core system that they might be working in on a day-to-day basis, and those systems serve a very specific and important purpose. We want everyone to continue to work in their core systems, have access to the data they need when they need it, and then seamlessly be able to perform those functions. So our goal is to serve as this connective tissue that runs and cuts across all of these core systems and participants, not to upend them. Our lenders can continue to use the POS, LOS, doc prep, any systems of their choice, and still have one single workflow for all of their closings, regardless of closing type. We do that through robust integrations with these core systems, proprietary AI that's agnostic to doc prep providers, workflow automation, collaboration tools, and of course, as Amy mentioned, deep investments in supporting our lenders, not just through implementation, but continuously throughout our relationship with them. And then to answer the second part of your question, I just think with anything, there's always inherent value in specializing versus generalizing. And SnapDocs, Amy used the word obsessed, I'll use the word fanatical, and and of course in the most positive connotations of the word, we're fanatical about ensuring a perfect closing experience for everyone on our platform. And so all of our time, all of our energy, all of our resources are anchored on that vision, And we spend a great deal of resources making sure that we fully understand the uniqueness of everyone's role and needs at closing, which differ from any other part of the loan production processes that might be otherwise better served by an upstream POS or LOS system. Amy, I want to focus on some really positive, exciting developments that should really catch everyone's attentions. A few weeks ago, SnapDocs announced they raised $150 million in a Series D, as in David, funding, raising your valuation to $1.5 billion. So first of all, congratulations on this huge achievement, but what does raising all this money mean for SnapDocs and what does it mean for the future of mortgage lending? First of all, thank you, David. How about a group high five for that? We can do a virtual high five. Camelia? (laughs) Yes, we are all extremely excited about this latest round of funding. It's especially exciting for Camelia and I because it's the first time that we've been a part of a fundraise. And this round of $150 million was led by Tiger Global, which came just seven months after our Series C fundraise of $60 million, which we use in part to help us increase products, engineering, and customer success staff by over 
100% in the last year. As we both mentioned, we're really trying to keep that focus on innovation and the customer. And some people in the industry have asked, why did we do another fundraise so soon? Well, we're really in a watershed moment. And I feel like maybe people have been saying this for the past couple of years. And David, you even asked earlier, well, why aren't we farther along with Camellia and working on this? We didn't get a chance to fully answer that. But we finally do feel like we're in that watershed moment and that this additional round will really help us to accelerate that adoption. And we didn't need another round of capital right now, but this is helping us to ensure that we'll never be resource constrained as we pursue our mission to provide that perfect closing that Camelia mentioned a few minutes ago. And so a little bit more on that, you had mentioned education. Well, yesterday, our CEO, who Camelia mentioned, Aaron King, did a webinar with Jim Deitch, who's the CEO of Terra Verde Advisors. And during their conversation, Aaron emphasized how many people oversimplify what it means to do a digital closing, that it's much broader than many people anticipate than just an electronic signature, because digital closing involves all the interactions, the relationships, the workflows, the logistics, the decision-making, the communication, the transparency so much there that can be digitized in this very complex process. And by the way, for anybody who hasn't heard Aaron speak, he exudes so much passion for the industry and for his vision for the industry. It's really fun to hear him and listen to him. But what we're using that capital for is really improving the infrastructure and identifying the pain points at each of those intersections, because that is what is crucial to gain that widespread adoption. And at the end of the day, the digital closing should make the experience better for everybody, whether you're that borrower, that settlement agent, the notary, the realtor, the lender. And that's what SnapDocs is doing, really strengthening the interconnectivity of the market. Now, I still can't get over that Aaron taught himself programming to start the company. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That shows the passion. That That is very impressive. I think we need to clarify something because you said that you did a fundraise. The two of you get together, you are always raising the fund level, but we <laughs> you said fund level. So I just had to jump on that real fast because I thought that was real fun. Back to you, Camelia. Mamie just mentioned that this capital will be used to help strengthen the complex infrastructure that exists in our industry. So most of our listeners are probably part of this ecosystem as one of the 15 plus parties involved in mortgage closing. So with all of these stakeholders, it's difficult for lenders to determine how to take their loans digital or even which of their loans can go digital. I know you've been talking about framework for this concept. It's called e-eligibility. Just what in the world is e-eligibility? We can keep telling lenders to be as e they can be, but the reality is for a lender to determine how e they actually can be is the real challenge. So we use e-eligibility to refer to how e alone can be, which can be influenced by a number of factors. We call those the five R's of e-eligibility. I'll run through them really quickly, but Sometimes I even have to use my fingers so I don't forget, even though there's only five. It's counterparty requirements, like you mentioned, right? You've got investors, warehouse lenders, servicers. And so you have to sort of understand what are they willing to accept, which is going to depend on a matter of policy. There's operational limitations they might have, or it could be a matter of both. Then you've got county land reporting. So you've got whether or not those documents that were e-signed and e-notarized, are they going to be accepted by the public land records? For recording. You've got title underwriter restrictions, 
So this is typically, and with respect to digital mortgage closings, typically concerned with e-notarization requirements, but sometimes the requirements are more restrictive than what's permitted by laws or regulations. Then you've got the e-notarization regulations that are state by state. Again, we're talking here about things like remote online notarization or in-person notarization. And then, of course, there's settlement readiness. So I think a lot of folks forget about the critical role that settlement plays in all of this. And it can be misleading because what we're actually referring to here is whether or not settlement is enabled to facilitate the digital mortgage closing. And David, these are factors that are, of course, compounding the complexity, right? Because they're dynamic. These policies and regulations are, are changing every day, a lot of it catalyzed by the pandemic, and they can look different for every loan. And most of these are actually outside of a lender's control. All right. So we kind of got a little insights into e-eligibility. Okay, Camille, I think I got it. The five R's are really important, but I imagine it would be very cumbersome to determine just one of the R's, such as counterparty readiness, let alone research all the other four. How can I take what we just learned about e-eligibility to optimize my e-closing implementation? If I'm a lender, it seems like there must be a simpler way than just manually digging into each one of these components. Yeah, it's a lot. And like you said, if you don't take the time to understand more broadly how these factors apply across your entire loan portfolio, it's going to be incredibly difficult to figure out what the best implementation approach makes sense for your organization. And that's going to be unique from lender to lender. It's also going to depend to at least a certain extent on the primary results you're hoping to achieve by making this transition. So again, back to the stories about when I was in digital mortgage consulting, a great deal of the work we did was simply to help lenders understand and navigate this landscape. And Snapbox is leaning into this industry challenge by providing lenders with an assessment tool and an implementation roadmap that helps them understand how all of these factors come together to establish an e-closing implementation approach that's unique to them that sets them up to be successful and see the results they're hoping to achieve. And even more so, we're investing in tools that can help lenders identify precisely how each closing can be at a transaction level. Because, David, as you're pointing out, if you don't cut through this ambiguity of how e a closing can be, then we're not really equipping lenders with the data they need to make these decisions. And then it becomes too easy and, and frankly, understandable as why you would just be inclined to say, forget this. I'm just going to revert back to a traditional wedding closing. That just feels safer. I can understand. A lot of people are concerned and have a tendency to default back to safe, but we got to get this industry moved forward into this area. I love the idea of an assessment, but if lenders want to reach out to learn more or determine if they qualify, where can they go to get more information? Sure. If originators who are listening want to receive a complimentary e-eligibility assessment, that is a mouthful. They can go to snapdocs.com slash eligible. And there's a simple form there on the website they can complete. Then they'll shortly hear back from us to begin the conversation and the process. And the end result of that will be that the lender will receive a breakdown of their entire loan portfolio that will help them determine just how digitized each loan can be, like Camelia was talking about. It will have a roadmap for scaling their closing strategy and expert recommendations on how to apply the results to their organization, including a worksheet with next steps. So there'll be a lot that they get out of this. They just start by completing that simple form at snapdocs.com eligible. Also on that site, there's a free ebook 
that anybody in the industry can download if they have another role in the ecosystem besides just being an originator. And that describes each of those five R's in a lot more detail than we had time for on the podcast. And of course, you can always email Camelia or I, camelia.martin at snapdocs.com or amy.moses at snapdocs.com. And one final way, you can look for us and our incredible team out on the road as conference season begins to heat up. David, I know we're looking forward to seeing you in person along with all of our other industry friends and colleagues. I'm looking forward to that. And folks, here's a little If you're looking to get a lot of activity at your booth, buy the booth space next to Snapdocs because these two will be generating so much energy and activity there. You're going to want that. So I just gave the MBA a hint on how I charge a premium dollars for the booth space around Snapdocs. So good to have the two of you here. I appreciate you both being here. And again, I genuinely want our listeners to get to know you guys. And there's so much that you did when you guys were together at MERS. And Amy was specifically on the education you did. So kudos to you. The band is back together. It's going to be so much fun at the annual conference this year with the two of you. So much fun. Yeah. Thank you, David. And that education, we're bringing that here as part of Snapdog. good. We have a road show coming up that we'll be embarking on soon, as we're saying, and hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more about different educational opportunities, starting with eligibility and the five R's and then moving on to other topics as well. Camelia? Super excited for the road show. Super excited to get to see everybody again from the industry. I think we all miss each other's faces, but David, we'll be keeping an eye out for you as well. So keep us posted so that we can make sure that we find you in the crowd. Who knows? I may put my radio interviewing booth right next to yours there so we can draw a crowd. That'd be so much fun. Thanks so much for adding your voices to this podcast this week. I'm so glad to have had the both of you on. And so folks, again, we've had Camelia Martin on as our guest, as well as Amy Moses with the amazingly new upcoming company, Snapdoc. Folks, check out this company. There's something exciting going on here, especially when you see a $1.5 billion market cap. That's pretty impressive. It's caught the attention of investors. It should catch your attention as well. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Camelia. Thank you, David. It is so much fun to be with the two of you. Your personalities are delightful. So it'll be fun to see what my team does with this. We'll talk to you soon. I enjoyed that interview. They're, they're fun people, but it's more importantly, when you have a good company and you have a great culture, it draws out the fun factor. It draws people out, especially when they're passionate about what they're doing. You can pick up on the passion and what they're doing. So go back and listen to that. Share that podcast with others. You'll be glad you did. A lot going on with the mortgage closing. It's finally, finally taking off. But man, our industry is not quick at adopting change. And if you have any question, if you doubt that, how long it's taken to get mortgages and every aspect of it launched and getting into the mainstream. Hey, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. We've got Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, Accelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coop, Letters One, Mortgage Collaborative, all of our other sponsors. Check them out on our website, on the homepage, as well as on the sponsorship page. Next week, we've got Josh Friend joining us of Accelerate. Josh has always got so much to share on how to capture and work with the consumer. So when you have a lead, you got an existing customer relationship, he will help you recapture that or hold on to that. He's also going to tell you how to work with your pipeline more effectively. He's got a great technology, but I really want to bring him back because his podcast that he did the last time he was on is still getting crazy amount of downloads. So we definitely looking forward to having Josh Friend back from Incelerate. Folks, I really enjoy putting on this podcast, but 
one thing that rewards us is when we hear from you. We love hearing from our listeners, and we'll take your ideas, your suggestions for how we can do this better, and also we receive your suggestions on guests that we should have, as well as heads up on what's going on in the industry. So please share this out with others, and again, thank you for being a loyal listener and sponsor in the sense that you're sharing it with others. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.